Welcome to the Value Through Vulnerability podcast. Today, we've got a really special edition of the Have Courage podcast for an upcoming online summit, indeed, called Have Courage. But today, I'm so grateful to welcome Ava Bellman onto the podcast, who is a holistic therapist and NLP practitioner. So, hello, Ava. Hello, Gary. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) Fantastic. Look, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited to... Uh, to have this conversation with you. As we get going, would you mind just giving a brief introduction um, to who you are, and then maybe you can open up um, uh, the conversation with us? That'd be amazing. Well, uh, as you said, I am Eva Bellman. I am not English, so I am Polish. I lived this, in this country for 20 years, and I very much embraced the English culture, English language, because there was a lot of opportunities to learn how to, how actually people express themselves in English language. And I am also a mom of two children. So I've been raising two children for the past 10 years. And I am massively passionate about health and what we eat and how we look after our body. That's kind of my, my thing. And I think that that's been with me all my life because I've been doing this intuitively. So in time, it's just developed into a, uh, passion really passion and uh, recently actually in the last year it started forming a business which is actually a big thing for me because it was quite a scary idea to think about starting up my own business fantastic oh well, thank you for the introduction and maybe we can come back to that little bit of fear that you uh, you negotiated because indeed that would have taken some courage for you to do that the theme of this podcast which is great um before we came on air, you actually had um, a suggestion as to how to open the podcast, Ava, which I thought was really, really interesting. So, yes, I actually, uh, when I had my first conversation with you, Gary, um, uh, I actually realised I have a very suitable uh, poem, which somehow, somewhere I found uh, somewhere uh, online uh, many years ago, and I printed it off. I have no idea who is the writer, so if the writer is watching me, so I will say great thank you to you for your beautiful creativity, <laughs> and I would like to share with you the words. So the poem is called The Comfort Zone. I used to have a comfort zone when I knew I couldn't fail. The same for walls of busy work were really more like jail. I longed so much to do the things I'd never done before. But I stayed inside my comfort zone and paced the same old floor. I said it didn't matter that I wasn't doing much. I said it didn't ca- I didn't care. The things like diamonds, fur and such. I claimed to be so busy with the things inside my zone. But deep inside I longed for something special of my own. I couldn't let my life go by just watching others win. I held my breath and stepped inside to let the change begin. I took a step and with new strength I'd never felt before, I kissed my comfort zone goodbye and closed and locked the door. If you are in a comfort zone afraid to venture out, remember that all winners were at one time filled with doubt. A step or two and words of praise can make your dreams come true. Greet your future with a smile. Success is there for you. That's it. <laughs> Ava, thank, thank, thank you so much, A, for wanting to do that, because I think it's such a beautiful opening to a podcast, which has never happened before. And I think, secondly, what jumped out for me as you spoke, you could really feel what that meant to you as a 
as, as a poem, which is lovely. What, 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 what do you take away from that poem? What resonates the most for you as Ava out of interest? Well, um, well, I suppose even the title itself, Comfort Zone, we are have this little comfort zone. So there are very nice references here that, you know, the places like when you've got a permanent job, you go to the same place, you go on the same train. Um, people live in a certain pattern of life uh, when they feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And and I was one of them some time ago. And so before my children arrived, uh, I was actually um, working in England or in, in London in a, in a, in a bank. Uh, so everything was repetitive, comfortable, familiar. And when uh, our child was born, uh, first child, um, my husband said to me, just do what you want. And that was a real challenge because I wasn't really sure what I want. I wasn't sure which way to go. And I started exploring things. And one of my passions in life uh, always was was movement. And that movement was expressed in the form of as a child, as a gymnast. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I discovered yoga, so I followed the yoga practice, and uh, then I started exploring. Actually, as we were still living in London, what's available, who's doing what, and I started going to various workshops and meeting people. So um, I suppose I was breaking up the pattern, so stepping out of the comfort zone and stepping into unknown. And um, I naturally. Uh, like meeting people because I am curious about what people do, how they think. And um, I think the challenge was really to define what is it there for me? What could I do to make a difference? And uh, I always felt that there is something I can do differently. I don't need to be a part of the bigger uh, corporation, one of the ants doing what everybody else can do, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And I think my people skills really, really was longing to come out and finding the way to, to, to basically engage with the outside world. So, and so that was one thing. And another observation from the, from the poem, which also resonates very much with my life, um, was when our son was born and, um, I've experienced a massive uh, postnatal depression, okay. which, which I'm not sure whether was fully medical, was more kind of a frustration out of the medical system that they were not responding quickly enough. And there was a kind of like a, almost like a cash 22. And uh, so I, I ended up actually having um, counseling mm-hmm. uh, because uh, the, the health uh, a visitor who my, my husband contacted. She came, we discussed things, what's going on. And I went on the kind of like a course of uh, psychotherapy uh, with all counseling, really, one to one, then groups. So then even we did as a couple. But what I realized that I, this doesn't work for me because what I'm expecting that the other people will fix for me. And what I started observing, which was also was um, kind of encouraged by my husband, that whenever I was physically active, I always felt better. So, so there was this kind of irony of the situation that I was on my bicycle going for uh, counselling, and when I arriving, and when I arrived at the counsellor uh, place, I actually felt great. 
so nothing was a problem. And the trouble was when I was going back to my own space with my baby, and and again these dark thoughts were kind of surfacing up. So I think in time I learned that I have to do it myself. And as this process of thoughts and exploration and searching for answers, I came across um, NLP uh, training, which uh, I researched and found myself, which was uh, at that time, I still is actually run in Bristol, with a fantastic group. And that particular group appealed to me because they were different. They were, I almost felt like they were like mind, like my kind of people, very nurturing, very, very accommodating, and they allowed me to to come out and to feel safe and to basically to drop my guard and show my vulnerability, which was really scary. <laughs> so I don't know if that makes sense. Ava, <laughs> uh, thank you. There's so much. It, it all makes perfect sense. And I think what's really... I was going to gather my thoughts for a second because you just gave so much there. And I'm just trying to link back what you, you know, what that poem meant to you and what I also took away personally. And I think what, what's really interesting is that that journey that you've had, that courage to actually say, actually, I'm not going to rely on the safety and the repetitiveness and the comfort of the outside world to make me feel happy and okay. I know it's about what I do for myself. I think that's quite a big realization, isn't it? To realize actually it's, it's what we project onto the world that matters, yeah. not actually the outside world doing to us. Yeah. Does that resonate with you? Yes, yes. Well, as well, if I can add to it, um, which I wasn't really aware until my husband started making a point about it, um, that we really impact each other. So I think I've become aware of my own energy field, that how I behave, my responses impact my closed ones, how I communicate has an impact on them. So these, these observations made me realize that actually, if I want to make a difference, I can do it, I can change it, as long as I start realizing that it is within my power to do it yeah it's 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 just there's just so so much in what you described and i love that point about energy and i i think something else that's coming up for me around sort of the courage piece as well is for you to actually make that decision because you know that you're driven by movement by the arts by physical exercise you know you're you're nlp etc isn't it interesting that when you started your introduction you spoke about the comfort zone of repetitiveness, comfortable, etc. And that's mm. actually not at all what the body is like when you're in movement. It's not about necessarily being comfortable and repetitive per se. It's about being free and flowing and energetic. And it's quite an interesting contrast, I think. <laughs> well, I, I always found, um, and this is a lovely memory, long, long time ago, before I had children, I visited a really nice um, place in uh, near Regent Street um, where they were playing uh, Spanish music. I don't know exactly what type of Spanish music, but um, I find uh, dancing with, um, I call, I'm sorry, I'm not sure how to express this, I, basically dancing 
to the to the music or, or, or Spanish music. I found it very freeing, very natural, and it kind of flows naturally out of my body. Mm-hmm. And there is no, and I suppose yes, it is movement. It's a, fine, a form of for me expressing myself and and releasing all the tensions and and just feeling happy. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I love, but but I think I, I think it's beautiful, and thank you for sharing it. There's also something around if we take it from. Um, you know, whether it's your personal life or your work life, I think the courage to be yourself more and to actually, you know, if you are into the arts or, you know, metaphorically, we could mm. look at movement as being feedback or speech or challenging, you know, to, the, to actually take an action step towards another state or to doing something different can take courage, no matter yeah. where you are in your life, I think. Yeah. Well, I suppose um, I always. Um, I suppose we, when we grow up, we we are we have um, or society or the system impose on us a certain way of behaving, responding, etc. But I think we all long for being ourselves, being true to ourselves, and um, and it's almost like it's accepting and loving yourself for who you are and being able to show to the world and and just trusting that whatever that is about us there is another person who can see a similar similar feelings emotions and can recognize in themselves that it's okay to be me wow that is just so so powerful um that's so so powerful you, you, you actually sidelined me a bit with that comment because it's you know, two things come up for me in what you just said. One is trusting ourselves, and I think it's back to that point around it being – it's almost easier, isn't it, to be in that comfort zone and to not be ourselves, to put the mask on, whether it be the fear mask or the conforming mask or the alpha male mask, just to fit mm-hmm. in because it's, it takes courage to be truly yourself, doesn't it, I think? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And, and, and sadly, when we are, and I was for a long time on that journey of being me, and the, you get a lot of rejection first from people because they don't understand where you're coming from. Why do you behave or why do you think in certain way? And why, like in my case, why can you express so freely your opinion? And I always say, it's just my opinion. You don't have to agree with this. Mm. And yes, so I suppose <laughs> there is a lots of lots of things like that. I think people have challenges of that type, especially depending on the jobs they do, the environment they're in, how much pressure they've got, expectations. And I think what I've learned, and this is what I'm so grateful for actually living in England and for my British husband, that he actually, and also it's a combination of him and uh, my training with, uh, with um, or training NLP, that I have learned how to respond uh, calmly with self-assurance in sometimes challenging circumstances without panicking. Because I used to, I used to be very nervous when, when people started attacking me for what I do or for what I say. And I was taking very personally. So 
I suppose it took a real conscious to step up and and recognize what's happening around me, also recognize the emotions I experience when I am in various circumstances, and be calm and respond with self-assurance and not to worry actually how people respond to my reaction to, to their attack. So I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> no, 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 it really does. And I, I think what's really powerful in what you said there, Ava, for me, is actually around that not only recognising our emotions that we have, because they're always going to happen, you know, we, we'll, as long as we think we'll have emotion, but to actually feel them and not yeah. reject them. Because I think so often if I look back to my journey of, you know, being bullied as a teenager and, and other things throughout my work life, when I, because I didn't actually allow myself to feel those emotions, you can't move yes. past them. If you allow yourself to feel them, they just become part of your history. That's right. I can resonate with this, actually, what you just shared with me, because um, I think I got to the point where I, I created almost like a numbness zone mm. because it was hurting so much. And I suppose as a child, because I was very criticized, so I didn't want to hear anything negative. And for me, the biggest breakthrough with the emotions was literally the birth of my first child. It's just nature decided enough is enough. <laughs> <laughs> and I can say my children are the greatest teachers. They really show me a lot about me. They help me to correct myself. I allow them to tell me if they are not happy with me when I do something or say something. So, and I think it's a very healthy way of bringing up children as well, giving them voice. You know something, I, 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 I think I don't have my own children. I'm about to get married in June where I will, uh, in the most affectionate way possible, Ava, I will inherit three uh, growing up children. But, oh. but, but, but I can already see in the, in the number of years I've been with, with, with my better half, Jackie, and her children. That, that voice is so important. And I think if you look at it in, your, in a work life, a work context, as well as in a personal context, I think it, it really, there really is a lack of voice. You know, people don't feel they can speak yeah. up or people feel scared. And I think that's where the courage comes in for me as well. The ability that's right. to, to challenge the status quo or to say, actually, I've seen bullying or actually that person's being left out of this particular group at the moment. That takes real courage, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It does. Yeah. Oh, so, I so respect you for giving your children. It sounds lovely, you know, to, to really to really allow your children to teach you as well. I think that's really powerful, Ava. I really do. Well, just to sort of add additional thing, what I'm, and this is my another path of discovery about giving voice to children, and this is on in the aspect of our health or eating. Um, usually parents say, oh, my, my child is fussy, or they don't want to eat this or that. But one thing what grown-ups forgot, because we allowed the society, the environment, to mold us to these other people, that we forgot about listening to our inner voice, our intuition. And what children actually, in my opinion, reminded me uh, that they are very much in tune within their body. And if they don't want to eat something, it's not because they are fussy. It's just because that something doesn't agree with them. And I give you an example of 
uh, like at the moment when you buy fish, quite often fish are, and sadly, they are quite polluted. I use a technique called ozonation. I'm basically, I'm cleaning all my fish with this uh, tool to extract uh, heavy metals and any toxins from the fish and meat. And I remember one one time when I come, I forgot to do it for some reason, and my daughter said to me, "Mummy, I can't eat that fish. I don't like it." And I suddenly realized, "Oh my God, I know what I forgot." And because she's super sensitive for things like that. Wow. So that's sort of little things, and and children have got a lot of wisdom which is coming from within. Which is not spoiled yet by, by society, by environment. But grown-ups, for some reason, decided, not all of them, but some of them, decided to ignore them because they think, oh, we grown-ups, we know better. But it's very, it's very helpful and very, uh, what's the word? Um, Sorry, it's just the English word slipped out of my mind right now. <laughs> but oh, it's very humbling to mm. remind ourselves to bring us to that level of our child and think how they think and feel how they feel. It's almost like ask ourselves, like, what would I do if I was in that situation? Why am I imposing this or the other thing? Why do I tell them to, to do as you told, for example? But I know that there are situations where children need to be told what to do. And, but this could be balanced in a better way, more constructive, more inspiring, more encouraging. And I think that us as grown-ups with a bit of experience on our shoulders, we, we can be more encouraging and more persuasive or asking questions to children. Why you don't like it? What is it about this, this food or this thing you don't want to do? That asking questions, I think, is a way forward in in our interactions with the with the new generation. No, that's, that's honestly, I, I could not agree with you more on that one. And I think if you look at there's, there's even quite a lot of research out there, Ava, at the moment from um, organisations like the World Economic Forum, who've done quite a lot of research to show that actually curiosity is one of the most in demand skills as we augment technology as human beings in the next generation. So. The fact that you're curious, that you're promoting your children to be curious is only a good thing. And I think that's just, it's a really powerful message you're sharing, really. So, so powerful. So as we look to start to wrap up, Ava, what's, what's inspiring you the most right now at the moment? Because obviously you're, you're setting up your own business. It's great. You've, you know, you're working as a holistic therapist. You're qualified in NLP. What, what are you hoping to see? over the next maybe months and years? What sort of difference are you trying to make um, in, in, the next, in, in the next period of time? Well, as, you've, as your main sort of subject is about courage, I am plucking the courage with regards to my person to stand up and uh, or go to various health uh, exhibitions, health exhibitions, sorry for disruption, no. And, and um, start to, uh, talking about how we as human beings can take charge of our health within scope what we've got, which means like food, 
take bigger responsibility of our how what choices we make uh, when we shop, when we cook, uh, in terms of our lifestyle, how much time we spend working, then how we counteract this, depending, of course, on the job we're doing, whether it's in the office or whether it's uh, on the building side. So just recognize these various zones, various um, aspects of life, how to make it work for, for us as individuals. That That's the message I would like to start uh, sending across to various audiences because I do believe, and I am also example of that, that you can make a difference to your health if you start paying attention to what you do, how you do, what you eat, what you drink, and also your environment, who you who you live, who your friends are, uh, what passions you share, what makes you laugh, and all these little little elements of our life can can make a massive difference to who you are. I'm combining, and maybe this is overused phrase, but mind, body, and spirit in my holistic therapy. Mm-hmm. So that's really sort of in a clumsy way expressed what I would like to uh, share with, with, with humanity, I would say, with all other ladies and gents and, and, and teenagers and children. That's wonderful. Well, the, the, the world needs it, Ava, and I think you know you, you've not at all been clumsy now. You've delivered that, and I think you know as, as we look as, as we look to wrap up for me, you know the, the spiritual part. I think the mind and body has been obvious to me mm-hmm. for a very long time, but I think the spiritual bit is quite a new awakening to me. You know, in the last nine months, and I think that's the same for many people on this planet is that we've been very focused on the mind and body, but we've not really focused on the sort of presence and the spirituality part of our human experience. And I feel that's starting to change. I think your, your, your mission to make a difference in the space you are, I think is just the right timing, Ava. I really, really do. Great. Thank you. I really, really do. What's the, what's the best um, way for people to reach you? Are you sort of on social media? If people want to follow up with you and maybe have, have a further discussion with you? Well, I have, I have to say I'm very slow with social media. Uh, but I have, as my name, I have a, fa- a Facebook account where I talk a lot about various uh, health aspects. Also, I have, thanks to you, Gary, I have opened a Twitter account. And I'm hoping uh, also to launch uh, an Instagram account when I can start posting actually photographs of what I do in right. terms of food. So I suppose any aspect. So Facebook, uh, Twitter, you will find me under Eva Bellman, E-W-A-B-E-L-L-M-A-N. So I'm there, and if, if, if people would like, um, uh, for example, they feel stuck with, with uh, let's say, with certain health aspects, and they've tried so many things, I also, which I haven't mentioned to you, I am also a mitochondrial therapist um, practitioner, uh, which is a um, service I provide uh, doing certain tests, which is coming from space medicine from uh, from Russia, and the reason I'm mentioning this because it's um, it's an amazing technique how you can pick up on certain health issues very quickly before they become uh, too 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 large and too difficult to comprehend. So maybe maybe if someone is there would like some assistance, even the weight loss or uh, some. They don't know why if they are having certain body reactions like skin reactions. It's, it's, this technique, it's very powerful because, um, two years ago I almost had a heart attack and, uh, 
when I was introduced to, actually more than two, three years ago, uh, I was introduced to this um, amazing uh, Czech doctor who showed me this technique. Uh, I said, I would like to learn from you. So I was trained by him. And um, there are tools basically where you can investigate into human health in a different way and and take it from there. So, so you know. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, I'll, I'll make sure that I add those contact details for you for um, the Facebook and also for Twitter. Yeah. And Ava, you've been an absolute joy, honestly. Thank you so much for reaching out. And I know there's going to be good... Uh, there's going to be some good takeaways from this conversation. I'm very sure of that. So thanks so much for your time. Thank you very much. Cheers. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.